Welcome, welcome. I welcome you. The ran out of talent. Hawkins. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. And you got Joe Jr. running the show. Me? I'm a man just trying to just rip up the freestyles just for you tuning in to ran out of talent but if you ever run out of talent don't take no time don't take anything just get a hold of junior or joey and talk about it but if you the ball on top you're gonna be gonna talk about it so better be ready for that welcome to another episode of ran out of talent i'm your host Joe Zare Jr. and with me is my co-host Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going, Joey? It is going not too shabby on this fine Labor Day episode. Yeah, we got uh, another new intro from Brad the Sandman Sadvig. Check out his SoundCloud. He's up to like 450 tracks in like a half a year. Holy crap. Yeah, man, he's crushing it. Um, So I figure we start out the podcast with some sad news to get it out of the way um gil losey senior has passed away till a lot of like you yourself you don't you know losey gil senior really hasn't been involved in rc since i'd say 2000 Mm -hmm. sold team losey racing to horizon hobbies and he basically retired um, but my interactions with Gil Sr. were always awesome. He, um, so 96 stock Nats, great, great way to start this out. Um, Chad, first off, I get this sweet airbrush body for my T2 from a guy named Jeff Johnson. Jeff Johnson was a airbrusher out of North Dakota. He was the Larry Genova of the 90s, basically. He did bodies for everybody, and they were super clean, and they were cool as hell, all that stuff. So Chad Lindahl put on the inside of my body something like Joser Jr. sucks or something he wrote on the mm. inside of that nice airbrush body. Yep. So on my practice body, I um, set up a Team Losey sucks decal. Well, Gil Sr. was there, and he had a vinyl cutter, kind of a probably like a cricket before crickets were made, and he put Joser Jr. sucks on the hood of his truck. <laughs> <laughs> right on, like, if you look up a double XTCR, that factory paint job, yeah, right on the hood, and said Joser Jr. sucks on the hood of it. <laughs> so you know we make amends and it was all cool but the biggest takeaway out of that was Gil Sr. was a real ass dude he liked to have fun he liked to throw shit back at people and joke around with people and all that other stuff like if you were to do that with Team Associated oh they would you know, they'd get 
pissed off and maybe the head of team associated would hear about it and you'd get a nasty email or something like that or you know the, the your local fast team associated guy might not be able to take a joke and get all butter you know it, it was more of a it, he was more of a fun guy and also to keep Team Lozy afloat, he made competition yo-yos back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I know if you can find one, there were some cash. I got to imagine so at this point. Yeah, he made um, video games, all types of cool stuff. Uh, he sponsored a IRL team. He was, yeah, he was an awesome guy. He'll be missed. You know, he lived a full life, so rest in peace, Gil Sr., Rest in peace, my friend. So, anyways, you've been real car racing lately. What's uh, uh where have you been going? Oh man. Well, um, you're making me think here. <laughs> Last weekend, uh, there was it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. Four races this weekend. One was up in Proctor. Yep. Uh, another one the next night was in Grand Rapids and Fergus Falls. Okay. And then Saturday we went to Hibbing, Minnesota, and as well Sunday. Jeez. Yeah, a lot of driving, a lot of fuel. Yeah. So take away driving to the track and take away your entry fee. How much does it cost competitively to run a late model on a race day? Like in tires and fuel of the car and like stuff to replace? It's an easy $1,200 a night. Damn. And you're racing for 500 Well, it's normally... The average payout for late models is five to $1,000 a night. Yeah. But, like, this weekend there was... Uh, uh, what was it to win? I think it was 5000 to win this weekend. Nice. Each night. Did you hit any of them? Uh, I was not in Proctor on Thursday because I ended up working all night so I could take Friday off. Mm-hmm. But Friday I was supposed to go to Grand Rapids with somebody and turns out he didn't actually need me to go. So I stayed home and worked on my dad's race car for okay. a little while and then woke up Saturday and went and picked up a pickup in a trailer and a race car and headed north to Hibbing. Cool. The guys I helped this weekend, they came from Fergus because they raced Fergus Falls on Friday. Right on. So then they drove from Fergus to Hibbing and then from Hibbing to home. Yeah, I'm sure sponsorship helps out with that bill a bit too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, so I've talked to a lot of friends who race big cars and they say the goal is not to make money but not to pay out of your own pocket. Yep. And that's a pretty lofty goal. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> so this weekend, I didn't do... Well, I went practicing at Thunder on Friday. And that's about it for RC, because I had to go to an anime convention. Okay, how'd that go? It's not my thing, but my daughter had a blast, and her friend. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Um, I almost had to beat the shit out of a dude... Who yesterday who wouldn't stop tapping my daughter on the shoulder? Oh man, she was obviously ignoring him, and he was about to meet the wrath of me. 
but the jujitsu ju- side of you. No, 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 no. <laughs> jujitsu is too nice. He would have gotten a knee right to the ribs and an elbow across the forehead. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to get violent and arrested in public, I'm going to make it worth my time. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. It's the only way you're going to at mean, least have some sort of satisfaction. Or otherwise, what would I do? Just gently take him down and lightly choke him out? Because what's funny is a lot of people don't realize doing jiu-jitsu to the general public's super easy and it's like and if you like yank on a choke too hard it won't work you kind of got to sink it in and just not be light on it but you can't be too heavy or otherwise you're going to open your arm up and you're going to release the pressure on the carotids and the choke won't work Mm -hmm. so anyways that's dumb shit um yeah but it it was uh interesting time um i was able to take the kids out to uh the red cow in minneapolis for lunch afterwards that was expensive but it was so good red cow i've never heard of it yeah it's a just a fancy not like a higher end burger joint in minneapolis oh okay like for me my daughter and my daughter's friend with tip is like 78 bucks I mean, that's not terrible. It's not terrible. Not uh, It's just a little bit on the higher end. Could definitely be better. Yeah, and we ordered a bit, too. It's not like, you know, we ordered a decent burger and appetizers and all that stuff. So, anywho, um, I got some results from past races, though. Let's hear them. We're going to go to MMR on Friday night because they raced Friday night four-wheel drive murder buggy. Winning that one was Evan Banta. Chris Maluli took second. And Emery Starkweather took third. We'll go to Friday night stock buggy. Uh, Evan Banta won that one. Torot second and Chad Neiman third. And we'll go to Friday Night Slash because we got a family raise. We got two families in Friday Night Slash. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Jesse Hurley took first. Nick Hurley took second. And Odin, I'm going to guess it's Shots, took third. But you had the Hurley and the Schatz family all in one class, so that's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go to Thunder Road, but we're going to go back a week. We're going to go to um, the soggiest turf race I've ever been in in my life. Oh, man. I heard uh, I heard that. I mean, it was, I heard it was fun, but I heard it wasn't too much fun. Well, it was fun... If you had a four-wheel drive vehicle, if you had a two-wheel drive vehicle, you were on the struggle bus. You really were. Um, In the United States, we don't have rain vehicles. Like in the UK, all those guys have a dry car and a wet car. Because if they didn't have the two vehicles, they would never, ever race in the UK. Because it's always raining in the morning, and then the sun pokes out, and they switch cars. 
that type mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. So, but I'll tell you what, my five, t- my, my mini truggy, it was okay, but I preferred on a dry track, but my five T it was like 65 degrees and wet and I loved it. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that truck handled it well. Um, see, he's got, um, 10 million classes here. So let's, um, pick and choose. Let's start out with sportsman. Uh, Tom Tap takes a win. Gavin Haight took second. And Landon Moss took third. Landon is the young young guy that uh, I gave him bags of parts, and he built a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to, well, we're going to go to fist scale because I love fist scale. Brian won that one. Matthew Mickelson took second, and I took third. And here's what happened. (laughs) I feel bad because so the 5T, the way it is, it is like a big spec slash class, okay? They're, Mm -hmm. They're faster and more expensive, obviously. But speed wise, it's the same. First lap, I qualify second. Coming up to the triple, I ass-pack Bowman on accident. And what happens there, because it's wet, that spins. It's like when you hit a banana peel on Mario Kart. Yep. So Brian got away, and I collected the whole field while I was spinning out. (laughs) It's like, oh, man, I felt like such a tool. But it's one of those racing things. So, um, yeah, let's see. What else should we look at? We should look at, um, sorry, here, uh, four-wheel drive expert buggy. Ooh, Kyle Holmberg wins that one with Rick Andring in second and Chris Michelson in third. Um, let's see here. We'll do some. Then we'll do four-wheel mod buggy and get out of there because there's a billion classes. <laughs> Caden Voss wins that one. Ethan Michelson second and Brian Bowman third. Um, So they... Uh, Joe 3 marshaled the catam- uh, catamaran race, a boat race. Mm-hmm. So they run these spec ready-to-run catamaran boats. And they are so fast because they run them on a 3S. Okay. I would say the the can size seems to be a scale size. And they come out of the box. The They have a water line. Uh, the ESC and the motor are water-cooled. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, Joe 3 really, really wants one. I said, look, buddy, we're coming to the end of the season, and I want you to think all winter about it. And if you remember in May to walk up to me and say you want a boat, if you remember in May, we'll get you one. Yeah. Lance Richardson won that one, though. Brian Bowman second, and Jackson Bowman took third. So 
how do you exactly marshal have like marshal spots set up on that boat track? Um, you marshal um like you would normally. You just hike up your pant legs, take your shoes and socks off, and yeah, and they do get stuck because the tubes are pool noodles. So the props not get stuck, stuck, but it, it kind of sticks. Mm-hmm. So you do have to go marshal boats. Because that, that was my initial thought is, why do they even need marshals out there? Yeah. But they do get stuck. They do need marshals. Uh, hmm. Yeah, Joe 3 was marshaling for senior. <laughs> Hell, you might as well bring a swimsuit. Yeah, no, for sure. Or um, I can bring some of my man-style Daisy Dukes. and <laughs> It is pretty cool, though, man. It. I'll tell you what, it doesn't give me the same itch that the fist scale did, but I'll tell you what, it's given Joe 3 that itch. Like, I've never seen, like, every time a boat was out on the track, he was out there, like, his nose almost in the water. I, that's pretty cool. It does definitely sound, uh, interesting. Ah, those three S's, oh man, they're so fast. They are. Um, we got notes and we got questions and yeah, we got a few questions tonight too. But first, <clears throat> if you want a ran out of talent t-shirt, go to pwrmerch.com and search ran out of talent. Get yourself a ran out of t- talent t-shirt or if you ain't got balls you ain't going fast t-shirt you just took that out of my mouth dude <laughs> i need to record a commercial for this i need to start recording commercials i need to start recording segment intros i have all these buttons to where i could just mute our mics hit a button and you know i just haven't done it yet because I've been on my new electric bike. I've put about 50 miles on it so far. Oh, man. I like it. I mean, dude, it's it's a dorky-looking bike. It really is. But so on throttle alone, I can get going about 21 miles an hour. Uh, throttle and pedaling, it'll go 28. But like yesterday, I rode up to Zimmerman and back. Um, today I rode around, um, Lake Orono Cemetery and down by the dam and all that stuff. Hmm. Dude, it's, I don't know why I can drive a car. I can buy a motorcycle. I can buy a scooter, but for some reason that cheap little electric bike is so damn fun. Hmm. It's hard to explain. And I'm not faking like, oh, I'll pedal something. I, yeah, I pedal. I kind of pedal. I keep my legs spinning so I don't drain the battery fully when I'm going. Right. But it's not a workout. It's just fun. So anyways, yeah, man, that thing is a blast. Um. Oh, I got an announcement to make. So I'm going to be the race director for Dollar Hobbies 
Friday night off-road point series. So about once a month, you'll have me as a race director at Dollar Hobbies. That'll be fun. Yeah. And then... Um, they got to hit me up here pretty soon. For what? Well, I was talking to... Uh, what's his name, Nate? Yep. I was talking to Nate about possibly working there part-time, and I just haven't heard back from him. Oh, I got you. And then um, talk to Jeff Choban, because Jeff Choban's working there, too. Okay. And then also, John Shore is um, doing the Sunday on-road points. So, I mean, a lot of people have had both of us as race directors. Me with the MNRC and other various things, and John Shore used to run Shamrock. And he used mm-hmm. to do a great job at it. Um, we're going to try a different race format. And if it doesn't work, we can go right back to regular race format. Uh, the racers need to be open and honest with me. I won't get mad. I'll put it back probably the week. I'll put it back or I'll keep it. It depends on what people think. Um, but what, what we're going to do is we're going to have... Because we're talking about it. We spend, we've talked about it on this podcast forever. Every podcast has talked about this forever. We spend way too much time qualifying. I mean, two rounds in a main or three rounds of qualifying in a main is a waste of damn time. So we're going to do one round of qualifying in double mains. Oh, man. Double A mains. Um, You'll have a chance. And so in the past, you have not been able to bump a dollar. You'll be able to bump from a C or a B up to the A to race a double A. Hold your horses, boys and girls. Just something different. Joe's getting wild. No, actually, Jeff came up with it. Yeah, Jeff came up with that. I'm like, well, he came up with a couple ideas, and we put it all to a vote under the Dollar Hobbies group. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm i kind of pumped to try something new. Um, we tried heads-up qualifying at 510, tried to try to get a little bit more racing action in. It's a 50-50 thing. 50% of the people were just damn whiners, and they're like, it's not fair, it's not fair, and blah, blah, blah. And then another 50% of the time, we watched people get straight up screwed. So this way, I mean, basically, the double A main almost re- rewards the consistency. Right. Um... Yeah, I'm excited. And the reason, one of the reasons I'm doing this is to save money to send my ass to Las Vegas. Las Vegas? Yep, in May. To go run at Silver State. I think I figured out what I'm going to do. Because I watched Mod Speed Shop video, you know, the Matt Olson Designs videos. Yep. And he tried explaining on how he takes his fist scale across the country. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is just killing me. And he's like, well, I take my engines and I ship them. I'm like, why don't you just ship the whole truck? Just ship the whole truck. 
because the way he had everything disassembled and all that other crap, it's like, oh, my God, dude, come on. So I do have a place in Las Vegas where I can ship the truck, go pick it up, and, you know. But, yeah, I'm going to try to make it to the fifth scale portion of Silver State. Hmm. Yeah. Like well, that just that just might intrigue me enough to go uh to go run. Yeah. Um so I'm I was going to drive but man there's just no way, good way to do it. And very true. Cuz regardless if you haul ass and you somehow don't get a ticket, it's 20 hours. Oh yeah, not a doubt. Um Waze says if you keep the speed limit it's 23 hours. You're going to need to one or two passengers to so you can't stop you can't stop it's just a pain and then you're so tired when you get there um i noticed that j concepts and a main hobbies now have tiktok channels there's been some pretty good world's coverage on the jcon channel i didn't know they had a jcon channel they just put it up like, all of a sudden, it came across my For You page. It's like, oh, shit. Nice. Um, oh, I wonder when they made that. Recent. Uh, Brian Bullman ordered new carpet for Thunder. So, according to Brian, it's going to be a lot like... Uh, PDX and whatnot with just a little bit thicker and stronger backing to it. It should be in fairly soon. And it should be installed plenty of time so we have time to dial in for the JCon race. Okay. Yeah, I'm pumped about it. He's pumped about it. So, yeah. He also bought all kinds of banners from 702 Raceway. <laughs> hmm. Like, he got, like, hundreds of banners. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I should say this or not. So I'm going to call it a rumor. So this is a happy rumor for me. Rumor. This is when, this is when we need a, a sound button. Just drum roll, please. <laughs> or ran out of talent is not liably responsible for any rumors set on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I heard the toy box might, might, maybe will be going to AstroTurf. And I'm super pumped about it. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. That means there's only one clay track around here that's anybody can race at. But that's the way it's going, though. Well, I understand that, but what's you know, what, what are we going to come to when we want to go dirt racing? We got to go all the way down to Omaha. Or, or down to, to track, Iowa. Track side. Yeah. Or track side. Yeah, no, you you would. And well, the Hobbyplex is going to be there. If they keep doing business, they're going to be there forever and thriving and whatnot. But Dude, it's they got to try something because their numbers were back down again last year. For one, for two, 
I think they're smart enough to realize that their clay, you know, you've been there where it's been really, really, really good, and you've been there also when it's really, really, really slimy. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to make, you know, it's like, what's it going to be this round? That's always a thought. Because mm-hmm. it's like, is it below freezing outside? Is it above freezing? Is moisture coming up? Is it raining outside? I mean, these these are things. Yeah, and with the astro turf, it's just astro, right? So, I don't know if it's true. I heard it yesterday, but I put it in my little rumor thing. Man. And yeah, so okay. So let me run this by you. Okay. Uh, during the Roar Ten Scale Nationals, yeah, the two wheel drive main, yeah, Fend in Mayfield, going through the right side. Are you looking at the TikTok? That, yeah, that single <laughs> to the double, and Mayfield goes riding the wall, yeah. whips it back onto his wheels, and keeps the lead. Yeah, that's just awesome. If you watch it in slow mo. He literally, that I would say about only 30% of that was luck. He drove out of it. Oh, he did. Well, I mean, I think it was one of those instant reaction things where he saw his car was get. Oh, yeah, no, that was pure luck. Mayfields? That was, yeah, that was pure luck. No, you got to watch in slow moan. Watch which way he turns his wheels. It might be lucky he landed. But he was pointing the car in that direction. What's funny is after it's all said and done, Dakota does a massive wheelie afterwards. And that was for the lap. That was the final lap. Yeah. So. Oh, no. He was trying to whip it out of it. I think it was a lot intentional. Good chance, yeah. Good possibility. Um. I'm looking here. Ooh, hold on one second. Huh. Um, I'm seeing if we have any more questions before I get into world predictions. Day one of time practice at the Worlds is over. Dude, I don't want to be this guy. But God damn it, I hope American can pull it out of their ass. I do too. Because right now... The first Roar driver who's Canadian is Ty Tessman sitting in ninth. Uh, Lutz is 12. Fend is 13. Mayfield 16. And then Ogden's 21. Tebow 23. Uh, Spencer 27. Fuller 29. Um. And then Brunson and Bornhorse are 39 and 40. And it's not like it's like, you know, you always see like the technos down there a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? A techno is leading the pack right now with Marco Barufalo. I thought Angaro was leading the pack. No, Angaro's sitting number two at the end of the day. Oh. Yeah. So. I mean, it's so close, though. So they did top three laps. Uh, 
Baruffalo's at a 2 minute 35.686 and Garo's at a 2 minute 35.860. So not even two tenths between the two. Mm-hmm. But um, like I, I mean, I'm seeing, I mean, obviously my prediction I want Ronald Falk to win. He could win. He's sitting an eight. He can climb this board. My my prediction for the world's winning, though, I got two. So I can't be all the way wrong. Either Bruno Coelho or Juan Carlos Canas. One of them two is going to win, in my opinion. Who do you got? Uh, I think Angaro... Or uh, Tebow was looking pretty good, too. Tebow's sitting 23rd. If he can get some information out of, Baru- or out of uh, yeah, Baruffalo, I think he could. God, I don't want to say this. Um, I don't think an American tire is going to win this. I don't think AKA J Concepts or Proline is going to win this. I think it's going to be um, either Hot Race or Seismic. I think it's more of a tire than than a driver game. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And this track is obviously built towards a European or a Japanese, you know, different tire. And I really think the best chance for any. Well, Rory, American, call him Canadian, Ty Tessman. Ty Tessman being on Hot Race, he has the best chance out of the people coming from Roar to win. That's that's my opinion anyways. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Holy crap. Dude, It's it's such a stacked field, I mean... Born horse and Brunson, or Brunson Born horse sitting 39th and 40th. You'd think they'd be in the top 20. No kidding. That's just nuts. But top 40 sitting, I mean, top 40, you're not out of it. Because it's a huge track. It really is. Um, Even the, the pictures just make it look ginormous. Yeah, it's like a 51-second lap or more. I don't know. I'm bad at math. But so the top of the – sitting number one, you're at 2 minutes, 35 seconds. Sitting in 40th, you're at 2 minutes, 41 seconds. There's a whole lot of people sitting at like 237, 238. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very, very, very tight. But – I say Juan Carlos Canas gets it done. That's my prediction. What about you? Oh, you already said, yeah. <laughs> Ungaro. Uh, I Ungaro's not ever a bad bet. He's never a bad bet. Mm-mm. The kid's got, I mean, he was accused of having a gyro, but his brain works like a gyro. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that uh, video of, JQ snuck a video of uh, Angaro working his thumbs. I believe I've, I think I saw one last week. Oh, it's nuts. 
I mean, his thumbs literally work like uh they they work like a gyro. So, uh, sorry, yawning. I had a drink or two before this one. Um, let's get into some questions. Uh, Pat Boyd was wondering world's predictions. We already got into them a bit. Who's your American? Your American dark horse is Jared Tebow. Yeah. It's weird to say American Dark Horse out of Worlds. It is. I want to say Mayfield. This is his absolute last chance to win a one-eighth Worlds. Because I think in the next two to four years, he's going to fall off really hard. You think Tebow will? Tebow's a year or two younger than Mayfield. But the difference between Tebow and Mayfield, Mayfield loves RC. He brings his basher cars to the desert when he's not racing, or he pulls out his no-prep drag car. You know, when Tebow's not racing, he's mountain biking, or he's on his motorcycle, or he's doing anything except for RC. True. I mean, I even, Cavalieri, he's likes to put on his Izod shirt and go golfing and, and oh is your did you burn something what did you burn that shouldn't have been me was that beep coming from me yeah I don't think so I don't think I have anything that beeps like that I hope I don't have anything that beeps like that we weren't cooking anything huh well, that's interesting. Mystery beeps are usually never a good thing. No. Well, it stops, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I want to say Mayfield because I think he knows this is his last shot. I don't think uh, Cav has a shot. I think Fend has a shot, but um, I don't think he has the equipment to make it. And oh my God. So it was pointed out to me. I'm not going to say who pointed it out to me because it's a little funny, but um, Dakota Fenn's soldering jobs like they did in Under the Hood. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. How his battery leads didn't come apart at the Roar Nats is beyond me. Like, it's, like for- did you think that's a good thing? Do you th- I mean, did you just throw that together with a piece of bubble gum? <laughs> it's like, oh, if so if he's building them, which he is, he does not have Barry Baker there. Barry Baker had to stay back. He might have a failure. Let's hope not. Yeah, I'm quick looking for this picture. And again, I'm sorry, guys. I know I said there'd be video, but I have been having fun. We're working on it. It's in the process. I I finally got this board to work correctly. Um, hold on. Let me save this, and I'll send it to you. I just want you to see the the lead on the bullet that's out of the car. Hold on. I'll, I'll send it to you through Messenger. 
So look at the bullet that's not plugged in. And it's like, how in the hell is he still doing things like that? That's barely even like on there. Yeah. It's, you could tell the iron was way too cold when he soldered it. Oh, yeah. You know who he, sh- who he should try to get a sponsorship through? Nick Watlett. <laughs> or I think Rick Andring locally does builds also. Does he? I think so. I don't know. But that is just not a good thing. Um, Let me get back to questions. Sorry. That was brought up to me like, right after our last episode and it's like oh my god i gotta share that (laughs) uh we got a question from ian connor and i like answering this question every now and again um he goes i have a question for your next recording why would a racer want to charge at 30 amps have you ever tried i've done a back-to-back deal to kind of sell me on it. And what's funny is, (laughs) so what's funny is Andrew Mowry is the one who sold me on charging at super high amps, but now he goes by raw rules. So you you can at MMR. What do they allow at MMR? Um, Whatever. I think it's 2S. So let's say it's a, what is it like a 6,000 milliamp battery you can charge at like 12 amps really yeah it's something like that but um so anyway we were racing at the lucky 13 back in the day 2014 15 around there Mm -hmm. and i have my lrp pulsar touch charger and i love this charger it can only go up to 12 amps, though. And I'm maxed. And there was this triple there where everybody with eye chargers is making it. I don't put two and two together. I just don't. And Andrew goes, well, let me charge this battery for you for your next qualifier. I'm like, okay, you know, what difference will it make? I went from casing the living hell out of that triple to overshooting the landing. And I was able to do it for the entire race. Wow. It gives you that much more pop. But now we have experimented. It depends on who you ask. There's some honor guys that are doing 60 amps. They're taking the two banks and they're marrying them together. You could get that lead at Donathan RC, but they're marrying them together to where you can charge at 60 amps. I'm not about that, so I've messed around with this for quite a while. I know I'm your average racer, and... I do not notice that big of a difference past 25 amps. I charge at 35 amps because I have a shit ton of people I'm charging for. So it's got to be boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's it does help with bottom punch. It helps a lot with punch. Have you messed with that much? I was just always told to charge at high amps, just so you can help your IRs out and. Yep, for sure. Cycle the heat, cycle the battery. I mean, we started we started charging at like four or five amps because we didn't know any better when lipos came out because we charged Nimpacks at six. Because if you charged a Nimpack more than six amps, you would wreck it. Right. Uh, Tony Swenson is wondering what five T spares should I stock up on? Oh no. Um, you don't really need much, um, air filters, but he has a modified air filter that he's getting a sock for, so he should be fine there. Um, shock bottoms. You're going to pull out shock bottoms. And when you pull out a shock bottom, there's a good chance you're going to bend that bottom spring if you don't stop, or that back spring if you don't stop immediately. It happens all the time. Like, I've seen it happen with me. I think it happened with Sarah. I'm not sure. And it happened with Chris Michelson uh, last weekend. But shock bottoms. Maybe a set of front arms. So I got a little bit. I broke an arm on my truck, but I deserved to break an arm on my truck. Weren't you beating the living shit out of it? No, I tried to whip it off the triple. Oh. And those trucks don't whip, dude. They they, they don't whip at all. <laughs> they look too heavy to do it. Oh, they are. I let Kyle drive it, though. He had a blast. It's like everybody I let drive it, they're like, oh, wow, it's way more nimble than I thought it would be. Um, Yeah, that's all I could really think of. Mm. If you change the shock oil, which I recommend going to a 550 CST, it's good for overall for dirt and AstroTurf. Uh, one full four-ounce bottle will do all four shocks. Do your diffs. My center diff had nothing in it out of the box. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Um, Tyler Aubert, you might be able to help me on this one, Joey. Um, thoughts on bypass pistons in both one eighth scale and 10 scale racing. Never use them in 10 scale. Yeah. And you really don't need them in eight scale. You don't need them in eight scale. Um, they're talking about, I was talking to a friend in fifth scale. You use them instead of buying the MOD shocks. He likes the feeling of the stock shocks with the bypass pistons instead of the MOD shocks. It's it's really shock dependent. I've told this story on here before, so I'll keep it brief. Um, I ran Flashpoint brass pistons in a Kyosho shock, and it was wonderful. I put them in other shocks, and it made the car feel broken. They were so terrible. They were awful. The problem is with the MIP bypass pistons are they're so expensive. It's really a gamble. I know Tony Sletton has experimented a lot with the MIP bypass. I don't know where he's at right now. 
but he would be the guy to go to for 1A scale for the MIP. Because other than that, it's like we're all just running a machined whatever. Yeah, those bypass pistons I've heard are more or less used in the uh, Mugens than they are anything else. Sure, sure. And that's the thing. Um, I, I think I tried the bypass pistons in a Mugen Truggy years ago. I can't remember. Everything flies so fast. Right. Um, Jeremy Whitting is the horrible starts of all the RC mains in general. Well, I agree. I agree if you're starting terrible on your own, because I do the same. I don't know what it is. I can never get a good start to a nitro main to save my life. I can't do it. Um, I'm either too soft and I let people buy or I blow out in the first corner or what have you. It takes me a good two minutes to settle in. But now if you're talking about the hacking. That's more or less people getting too uh, throttle happy. I'm still, I brought this up before with the MNRC. I'm still a little disappointed that they don't do it with um, Nitro mains. I like FTR and I like Dakota Slideways and every track that starts from the pits. I like that a lot. Really? I do. It's, I've never had a bad start doing it. Never. I mean, me personally, yes, but I've never tangled with the guy in front of me or the guy behind me didn't ass pack me. It's always been clean. Just boom, boom, boom. Just have one person going down pit road and just have them go boom, boom, boom. Just drop the cars. Personally, that has been my favorite. Because I'm... I'm sure there's been nasty starts off that, but I haven't seen one. Have you? Mm-mm. Maybe once or twice. Yeah, it's fairly rare, though. And when you have a flag man, you have everybody trying to time the flag man's hands going up. And that's... You got some people jumping. You have some people behind. It's It, it creates a clump starting with the flag. It does. So, um, yeah. Got a couple more. Jeremy Oldham. Uh, tire balancing. How much does it help, and is it only a A-scale thing? Um, I've never really done it much, but from what I understand is rule of thumb, you do it for trucks for both A scale and 10 scale and kind of leave the buggies alone. What do you think? Uh, trucks for sure. Uh, eight scale buggies, uh, a big yes if you're able to. Uh, 10 scale buggies, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, the only time you'll ever need to do it with a 10 scale buggy is if you're, if one side is wearing down more than the other gotcha yeah um i should do it and i'm probably gonna start doing it it's on my long list of shit to do but i mean every 
every company makes a really nice balancer to wear. Well, I mean, you can even get one off of Team Associated or even AKA. AKA has one too. Right, right. And then you can go to Menards and buy the big block of, um, uh, what am I thinking of? I know a lot of guys use modeling clay. Yeah. Modeling clay and that electric electrical clay. Okay. God, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, Dave Chapman is wondering, what should I cook for Sunday or Saturday? I don't know where he's going to be Saturday. You know what I forgot to pimp speaking of Saturday? I forgot to pimp Heydays. Oh, no. Because we got Heydays coming up, and we got we the FTR finale coming up. And then the week after that, we got the MNRC finale at Rick's Hobby Farm. Mm-hmm. So this coming weekend, if you're not at FTR and you have a nitro car, come on to Heydays. And the week after, the weekend of the 18th, is the MNRC season finale at Rick's Hobby Farm. Um, for Heydays on that little, little track, I've been talking to a couple people, and we might get a Fiscale group together for maybe Sunday. No, that would be a riot. And that's the reason we're doing it. Because we've talked about it before. Heydays is like professional wrestling. Like when Seth came last year and he took the win 10 feet before the line for the buggy A main, he could have put a lap on everybody. Mm -hmm. He could have. He held back and he made a hell of a race out of it. And so did everybody else. Everybody worked together and made a great race, and that's the point of it. You go, you race together, and then you go screw off for two hours and go watch some grass drags. And I mean, if you're able to watch an outlaw grass drag where they're hitting 150 miles an hour and 500 feet, it's insane. It is. I don't know. And then... I've said it before, go to FTR for the finale. Also, Sean's layout this year is phenomenal. I'm I'm excited for everything. Uh, Dave Chapman's wondering, what should I cook for Saturday? I don't know, man. Hot dogs are cheap if you're feeding everybody. Or, I found this to be very good. Um, I've made some modifications to it to make it more... Pizzazzable, might have you. Yeah. It's called um, Mexican Street Corn Dip. Okay. Um, it is gar- minced garlic, sour cream, a block of pepper jack cheese, two blocks of cream cheese, uh, Mexican shredded cheese, Mexican seasoning, Cajun seasoning, um, maybe a little bit of chili powder, some paprika, I put ground beef in it, which was a very good touch. Uh, I believe that was it. Throw it on the grill at 300 degrees for 40 to 45 minutes. Let everything melt. Mix it every 10 minutes. Oh, my God. It's even. It's way better on a smoker, too. Nice. 
Nice, nice. But that that'll feed a lot of people. Well, and you can make it. You can use. You can eat it like you need nachos, or you can eat it as a dip, or you know, eat it however you want. It's it's good either way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we have one more from Rick Provost. Should J Concepts expand their tire compounds for Astro and Carpet? Pink is fantastic all-around combo compound for all indoor carpet tracks. However, it seems to be too soft for a cooler wet for a cooler wet track. And once the track once the track gets too hot, it loses traction because it's not hard enough. I think he means it's too hard for the wet and not hard enough for the hot. This mainly concerns AstroTurf or any outdoor carpet track. Would they have enough sales to justify it? Well, it's all in the sales, isn't it? I know they're working on different tires. I don't know about compounds. Because if you look at it, that pink compound is their bread and butter for carpet, and they sun sell uh, a ton of fuzz bites they sell mm-hmm. a ton i i know they're doing better with the nessies and whatnot everybody's moving to the same carpet that they have at pdx mm-hmm. so i know they're doing well with the nessies and the lock nesses and all that but i still don't think they're touching the fuzz bites <sighs> astroturf man it almost seems like every state has one or two tracks, doesn't it? It does. Well, here's the problem. Well, not problem. How far do you go? Um, I won't go any softer because most people don't race in the cold and wet. Minnesota's weird. I would maybe go a tick harder for um, the heat. I would maybe go one step harder for the heat. But if you go softer, like Schumacher has a softer compound, the silver that they use in the wet. Mm-hmm. I can't see that being used in America too much. And yeah, J Concepts is finally over in in Europe and the UK and all that stuff. Because you'd be shocked on how tough it is getting tires to other countries i can't imagine it's got to be hard yeah but still man it's everybody everybody in other countries like if you talk to a schumacher guy he'll look at you like you're on crack if you ask him if he's tried a j concepts tire <laughs> of course he hasn't they're running mezzos all day long mezzos in every compound. That's all they run. So it might not be worth it. Because they're not open mind over there at all. So anyway. Do you have anything else? Um, not off the top of my head. But I do have a quick uh, race promotion kind of deal. Go for it. Attitude Raceway in Wappen, Wisconsin. It is the weekend of, let me look it up here, September 23rd. It's a Friday. It's a practice. Yep. September 24th and 25th is racing. 
It is a dirt oval race. Sweet. That a couple of us are uh, thinking about going to. So if any of you oval racers out there in Minnesota want to go do some outdoor oval racing. Dude, oval's so cool. It is. I really wish I had the time, space, and money to do it. I got a... uh, Oh, also, too... I have a uh, SC10 sitting on my bench right now that I'm going through to get ready for that race. Yeah. If anybody out there in the Minnesota area or even anybody that listens around the country, uh, if anybody has any old SC10 parts, hit me up. Did you get the, was there anything on the link I sent you? There was, but they were, uh, they didn't have them. Oh, all sold out. Yeah. Yeah. They're sold out. He's not getting anything else. I guess the main thing I'm looking for is uh, ball cups, and there's one more thing. Oh, servo horn or servo mounts. Okay, okay, servo mounts. I might be able to help you. I'm not sure though. Uh, that's a tough one. We'll talk about it off the air. I have a bunch of old associated servo mounts, but I don't know if they'll work in the SC10. Okay. So, and you'll you'll also need the one sixteenth head screw that goes in there because it's all um, standard. Yeah, I was gonna try and see if I can convert it over to metric, but I don't know if well, I can. If you want to tap everything, it's a real pain in the ass. I can't imagine the thread is much bigger. I think it it's significant. Uh, the 440 is the closest thing, and I don't know if he'll be able to do the 440 because the thread is so much coarser than a M3. Oh, okay. So, yeah, possibly, but I'm not sure. I don't know, man. Um, Yeah, this is a good episode. I'm happy I finally got the board working properly, and I got our intro on a button, and I'm going to get more buttons working, and... Like I said, eventually I'm going to get a camera going. I just went, I've just been having too much fun on my e-bike this week. (laughs) (laughs) So, and also I've been pricing things to make my truck go fast for Las Vegas. Oh man. Yeah, it's uh, not cheap. Also, if you'd like to sponsor this episode or this podcast, um, and possibly send me to La- help send me to Las Vegas and get some money in jo- Joey's pocket. Um, whoop, whoop. Contact me or the podcast on Facebook. Or even me, and then I'll just resort you to Joe anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, yeah, I'm Joe Zer Jr., and with me was Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. Peace, people. <laughs>